0: From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast.
1: It is Friday, June 5th, 2020. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Businesses in major cities that survived the shutdown due to the pandemic are now being hurt by curfews put in place by cities to keep protests peaceful. Angela Ann reports from Columbus.
2: Dandre Martin opened his pit barbecue and grill back in February. Just as he was allowed to reopen fully, the curfew began. And now he says he's not sure what the future holds for his restaurant.
0: Very frustrated. Very frustrated. But um, I understand why it needed to be done. So uh, we're just going to take it day by day.
2: We reached out to Mayor Andrew Ginther's office and they say that the curfew has proven effective for keeping peaceful protesters safe. So they are keeping that in place for now. I'm Angela Ann.
1: Lawsuits filed on behalf of Cedar Point, Kings Island, and Kalahari Resorts demand theme parks be allowed to reopen immediately. ONN's Dave James has more. The lawsuits were filed by the
0: 1851 Center for Constitutional Law against Ohio Department of Health Director Dr. Amy Acton. Cedar Fair, owner of the two amusement parks, said in a statement that it expects to have the same opportunities granted to other businesses and says it has already established protocols in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. Yesterday, Governor Mike DeWine and announced various entertainment venues could reopen on June 10th, but amusement parks and water parks
1: were not on that list. Dave James, ONN News. U.S. Congresswoman Joyce Beatty of Ohio is proposing a resolution that identifies racism as a national crisis. Beatty said in a statement, quote, This is a clarion call to action that police brutality or the threat of it against black people must cease and desist immediately. The history and trauma of racism beginning with slavery and subsequent practices to terrorize and marginalize black people since is not a memory of the past or Jim Crow, but a reality still today, end quote. The resolution is described as a need for reconciliation and in truth, there is no word on when this would be presented to the House. The chief of the Columbus Division of Police, Thomas Quinlan, says he's taking steps to improve accountability and training within the department. ONN's Tracy Townsend reports. Chief Quinlan addressed the coming changes in a news conference this morning. Truth be told, I was working well before the report came out. To incorporate change
0: and make that a cultural change in our department that we're actually focused on doing things new, doing things more progressive, and connecting better with the community.
1: During this morning's briefing, Chief Quinlan and Columbus Mayor Andrew Ginther announced a citizen review board will be in place by July and that the department will be reevaluating its use of force, including the use of pepper spray. I'm Tracy Townsend. Shortly after that press conference, the NAACP of Columbus laid out a series of reforms they believe should be immediately instituted by the city of Columbus. Criminal Justice Committee Chairman Elder Larry Price spoke on behalf of the Columbus chapter of the NAACP, laying out their nine-point police reform plan this morning. The NAACP Columbus branch emphatically demands the formation of a Citizens Review Board with sweeping powers and sweeping police reform, including legislation. Legislation Mandating a zero tolerance approach in penalizing and or prosecuting police officers who kill unarmed, nonviolent, and non-resisting individuals in an arrest procedure. It demands that Citizen Review Board, but also calls for review and overhaul of police training, an increase in racial bias training, and an emphasis on de-escalation. The organization is also asking for a ban on choke holds and knee holds. Housing advocates in Ohio warn thousands of Ohioans who lost their jobs during the coronavirus pandemic could end up homeless because they won't be able to make their rent payments in upcoming months. Ohio's April unemployment rate tripled to 16.8 percent as the state lost more than 823,000 jobs. Coalition on Homelessness and Housing in Ohio Executive Director Bill Faith tells Cleveland.com the majority of the 1.3 million Ohioans who have filed for unemployment since the pandemic started are renters. Many of whom pay more than 50% of their income for housing. His organization wants the federal government to provide emergency rental assistance to keep evictions from happening. Bishop Daniel Thomas of the Diocese of Toledo is speaking out against racism and violence in response to the death of George Floyd and the violence that has followed, asking Catholics in Northwest Ohio to examine their hearts. Angela Ann has that statement.
2: Bishop Thomas added, quote, while it might be easy to denounce racism and violence in a written statement, in a catchphrase on a poster, or in a political call for systemic change, it is far from easy to stop and examine where they have their roots. In one's own heart, thoughts, intentions, speech and attitudes, it is never easy for anyone to identify any sin or vice and work courageously to eradicate it, unquote. Angela Ann, ONN News.
1: As daycares reopen in Ohio, experts in the prevention of child abuse say they expect the number of reports to rise as care providers are often the first to notice those signs of abuse. Here are some of those signs that could help you detect a child in danger.
0: Anytime that you see um, drastic changes in children, you know, a child that is normally um, very withdrawn, quiet, and they start to be maybe more aggressive or vice versa, a child that is typically outgoing and so That becomes more
2: withdrawn.
1: That's Lindsay Williams with the Ohio Children's Trust Fund. She says parents can find resources to help lessen stress at home that can often lead to child abuse. Federal legislation setting guidelines for college athletes to pursue money making opportunities could be proposed within a month. The congressman planning to introduce it said there will be no blanket antitrust exemption for the NCAA. Representative Anthony Gonzalez of Ohio appeared on a night commission on intercollegiate athletics webinar. The issue of an antitrust exemption for the NCAA has been raised because the governing body for college sports has said it wants to establish so called guardrails that some observers interpret as limitations on athletes and their ability to maximize their earning potential in a free market. It's been a long road to bring sports betting to Ohio, and there's still work ahead to get it accomplished. More from ONN's Dave James. There are still two competing proposals. One in the Senate
0: would have the casinos operating sports betting, with the state's take going to the general revenue fund. As for the plan recently approved by the House... Sports gaming would be Regulated by the Lottery Commission, and the money would go toward education. State Representative Bridget Kelly of Cincinnati is a co sponsor of the bill, which would allow betting on pro and college sports in Ohio. That plan's now in the Senate with the other bill.
1: Dave James, I went in news. Special thanks to our affiliate station, WBNS TV, in Columbus for their contributions to this newscast. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett.
0: This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.